Welcome to the Matrix Care Podcast from the software leaders for out-of-hospital and long-term care providers. Matrix Care is dedicated to sharing knowledge and building awareness among providers across the spectrum, from home care to skilled nursing to senior living and lifespan communities. Our topics focus on industry-specific trends or a specific technology that is shaping our industry. We hope to educate and maybe entertain along the way. We're excited to begin today's show and glad you're along for the ride. My name is Doc DeVore. I'm the Director of Enterprise Interoperability at Matrix Care. Today we'll be discussing the challenges of staffing, or should I say Naveen and Neil are going to discuss that topic because we're going to listen in on a conversation between Naveen Gupta, Vice President, Home Care Solutions for Matrix Care, and his special guest, Neil Kurzban, CEO of Family and Nursing Care, specializing in private duty. So, Naveen, microphone is all yours. Thank you, Doc. Uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to have this conversation. Neil, um, again, welcome, uh, and thank you for, for making time uh, to, to join us for this conversation. So, Neil, it wasn't uh, too long ago. It was about a week or so ago, uh, you know, where we met at the Executive Directions Conference uh, in Naples. Uh, it was my first opportunity to, to meet with you. Um, you know, at the conference, as you know, there were clients, matrix care clients uh, across multiple different segments and geographies. Um, you know, want to just open it up. You know, what was your experience like? Were there any sort of key takeaways for you? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be part of this. Uh, again, Neil Kurzban here in, in Maryland. Um, my takeaways from the conference last, you know, just from a couple weeks ago, first of all, it was wonderful. I had a much better feel for the vibe and the culture of matrix care at a level that I didn't have before, and we've been a customer of yours for close to five years, and uh, and, and that's really helpful. And and I also, you know, name to a face is always great. And then just having a, um, just seeing the various, and the, I guess a lot of the, the networking conversations that were taking place, and just how when you've seen one rehab or one AL, you've seen one rehab or one AL because everyone has their unique way of doing what they do. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely, um, you know, um, insightful. And I think, you know, just being able to, for you, I, and I know, I, you know, the conversations with the other CEOs and CFOs, et cetera, opportunities to, to meet with, with peers and, and have those conversations were, were definitely, definitely interesting. I know John, you know, our CEO definitely talked a lot about, you know, the regionally integrated delivery networks, uh, the challenges the operators uh, would face, you know, the use of technology. I know Joe Weber uh, talked about uh, machine learning. We had folks from Microsoft uh, also just talk about innovation that was happening uh, in the healthcare and life science space. So, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm glad it was valuable. And, and, you know, again, thank you that you were able to make it um, for that meeting. So Neil, one of the things, you know, as I as we were having conversations, um, you know, it was just very interesting um, to to learn a little bit more about you. Um, you know, what I what I gathered, you're a, you're a second generation operator. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origins of your business. I know you've been around for for quite a while. Just want to understand uh, for our viewers a little bit, uh, you know, about you know what what the origins look like. Sure. Well, it was. Fifty years ago, my mother started the company, and she is a social worker. She still is, uh, comes into the office 
once or twice a week uh, when she's not spending time down in Florida. And um, here we are 50 years later having cared for tens of thousands, if not maybe even hundreds of thousands of families or older adults. Uh, we like to call them older adults as opposed to elderly or geriatric yeah. over the years. And um, just it's uh, – how do I explain it? I mean, it's just become part of my DNA. I mean, I came to the company 23 years ago, you know, a few years outside of college. Um, and initially, you know, it wasn't every, – every family business has their story. Ours was, let's see how this works out. And, um, you know, we'll talk in a year. And so 23 right. years later, we haven't talked yet. So I guess I'm no, just joking, joking. <laughs> no, very happily still here and, and, and very much uh, just just feel what I'm doing with such passion, and I love it. So, so Neil, I've got to ask, I know, uh, you know, many businesses do not last decades for sure, particularly in the home care space, you know, a quarter of them, uh, you know, perhaps will survive a decade or more. You know, you're, we're talking about five decades here. Uh, Talk to us about, you know, what, what is the secret sauce that has allowed, um, you know, your business to, to, to not only survive but thrive uh, over all these years? Well, if I could show you a visual of our org chart, um, with, if you can visualize a circle, then a circle around that one, then a circle around that. But in the center of the main circle is our caregivers. Okay. And so everything we do as a company starts with what we can do to make the caregiver experience working with our company the best it possibly can be. And then the next circle is our, you know, our clients and their families. I'm sorry, is our staff. Okay. Our, our office staff. And then our, you know, the clients and families. And then outside of that is the other professionals that are involved in the care. So we, we're a very caregiver-centric company. Right. And, and as a result, um, which is not necessarily that common in this space, a lot of companies are much more fo or seem to be more focused in on their the marketing side of it or the sales and telling everybody how great they are. Right. And that's an area actually we're still trying to, to become great at because we haven't gotten great at that part of our business yet. But we've been doing this for 50 years, so something's, something's working. Yeah, no, and, and and that's something that's working. You know, I, I think, um, you know, having the, the caregiver first approach definitely is not something that's common. And, um, you know, I, the, the recent article that, that was published is quoting, um, you know, the turnover within the home care space is, is 60, 65 percent or higher, and yours is, is at 14 percent. Um, you know, clearly, I mean, just, you know, transitioning a little bit more to talk about this whole caregiver slash sort of labor challenges we have in our space. And, you know, the statistics, uh, you know, with, with growing uh, aging population is, um, you know, I think we, we see that quoted all the time. But, you know, in terms of, you know, t you know by 2026, 65 million seniors, um, the trend certainly is for people to want to age in place. They want to age in their home. So, um, you know, 87% of adults over 65 would tell you that they want to receive care at home. Um, you know, so there's definitely an increased demand for providing care at home. And, um, you know, what, what we're seeing is, uh, and, and, and we talked about this at the conference as well, that, 
there will always be this 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 gap between the number of caregivers that are really uh, available uh, and the folks that really need the help. Right. And so, you know, labor, you know, will continue to be a significant challenge, and the ability to to not only attract the right talent but retain them. Uh, clearly what you've been doing at, at, at your location and in your organization is, is, is staggering because, y you know, it's so far from what the, what the numbers are for the industry. It really, we've got to be able to ask you the question, how are you mm -hmm. doing this? Okay, so just a little, little more background. We're a 40, we do about $40 million in revenue per year, or this year, I should say, 2018. Right. Um, we have that 14% caregiver turnover ratio. Um, to get it complicated, we have two different business models and how we're licensed is you know, every state has their w different ways of licensing, but I think that may complicate this message. The, um, I, I think the, let me draw an analogy. So you have, again, going back to the marketing and sales people that are out there trying to attract new residents and keep their residents in their, in, in their community. Um, and that's an ongoing effort. And it's really the same mentality or same philosophy at our company on the caregiver side. Right. We do everything in our power to have the reputation. The caregivers tell other caregivers about getting, you know, trying to work at family nursing care. So in terms of attracting caregivers, it's a reputation that we've proudly earned in our market that they know, and I'll tell you how we keep them, but... Uh, sure. Just, just to even apply and to try to try to get in at our company, right? And um, and and we're actually incredibly rigid about who will ultimately be out in a client's home, older adults' home. Just some numbers. I mean, seven percent of all the people that express an interest are ultimately out there doing giving home care. And home care can be one-on-one -on -one care in independent living community, AL, and even SNF. Or right. still nursing facilities, but um, so that's how we attract them. So it's sort of a reputation that we've earned, and so mm -hmm. we have to do very little advertising to get caregivers. It's a very small part of our of the budget. Right. And then and then how do we keep them? Uh, well, one of the things from that article you had mentioned is um, we intentionally, very strategically, have thinner profit margins. So we make up for it, I think, on volume, but we give a lot of that profit or quote-unquote increased profit to the caregivers. So, um, like for example, we have a department that, well, full-time and an additional person's job is to be the caregiver advocate. Okay. So they're, they're, they're full, their job day in and day out is to be the voice of the caregiver. Um, and, and so they're, and then they have to communicate that, of course, to our our, you know our office staff, and we we want to hear it. Sometimes you don't always want to hear it, but you need to hear it. And then, of course, what we hear, we want to get back to each individual caregiver that's giving us their input about what they're thinking, feeling. And a lot of times, when responding, even if you're telling them no and they know why, right? Like, wow, I, I felt heard. Just even feeling heard is is just one way to help retain caregivers. Um, Right. So we we have we call them meet and greets, where a number of them will come in at one time, and we'll we'll feed them, and just really want to have exploratory conversations beyond 
a phone call or an email or things of that nature, but to really hear what they're having to tell us or, or what's going on positively also, positively and negatively. Right. Uh, we do recognition. I, I could go on and on. So stop. Yeah, no, we'd, lo we'd love to hear. So, you know, I think you know, you're touching on a lot of these things. I think the whole idea of, you know, having an advocate, um, feeling heard, I think that's really important. So clearly, you know, management or leadership is, 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 is um, you know, showing how important this is. You know, so you could draw concentric circles and say caregivers are at the center, but what are you really doing about that? And, and you know, I'd love to, love to continue to hear. So obviously yeah, recognitions, yeah, recognitions is, is a part of it. Uh, right. So what does that really look like? So just, for example, recognition on their birthday, even something simple as sending a birthday card saying, happy birthday, we're thinking of you, or the number of years they've been, you know, um, been with the company. We have right. uh, a couple, in fact, last week we had a huge, we have an annual holiday caregiver party, mm -hmm. and it's about them and their, a lot of the foods we bring or the ethnic foods from their parts of the world, if, you know, um, and even the DJs has the music from, in our area, there's a lot of people from West Africa. And okay. So we'll have, uh, yeah, just make it there. It's about them and and just make it a lot of fun. Uh, we have a goodwill committee where, you know, people go through trials and tribulations in life and we have a, a set-aside budget that when uh, someone's um, house caught on fire, I'm trying to think of the recent examples. Right. And, they, and we just we have some money in our budget to help them to get by during a trying period of time. Um, we do, and I think a lot of companies may do this, but we do give bonus referrals for each, for somebody who refers another caregiver who ends up being brought on board to the company. Um, we have caregiver newsletters, and we get a lot of client testimonials. We'll often interview and highlight a caregiver and get to share, get, they, they share with us and then all the other caregivers, the other we have close to 1,300 caregivers get to read just what are the tips for success, what works. Right. Uh, we do, we, philosophically, in fact, I just got done crunching the numbers um, this past week, our contribution amount for health insurance, we're going to give a greater portion of the health insurance to the caregivers than what we do even for our own office staff. Wow. And that's uncommon. And, and again, we have a lot of caregivers, so it's a sizable amount of money that we're that I feel as a owner of the company. Um, in home care, it's not as some are not required to because of the size of their company. They don't have to even offer health insurance. And those that do, I would challenge you know how healthy of a plan is it. And I would say that these these individuals probably need it more than anyone because they're you know relatively low to moderate income earning individuals, and there's a lot of stats around, you know, the needs to go to doctors. Uh, we do a 401k match, um, a training program with our RNs in our office. We do online right. training. Um, <laughs> we do caregiver rewards when we get a lot of positive feedback from clients and families about the caregiver that was in their home, and we have a sizable budget to give them gifts of appreciation for, for what they've done. Um, overtime, we we don't limit the amount of hours they can work in a week. We'll let them work more than 40 hours a week, and often you know, that's a much more sizable dollar amount per hour that they're 
earning for any hours beyond 40, and a lot of caregivers in this industry just cannot get by on, on a 40-hour work week. Sure. And my philosophy is if they're going to go to another company, then you're going to have to have trouble issues with scheduling, and it just gets to be a mess, and so the continuity of care clients right. also appreciate having that, you know, someone who can work more than 40 hours a week. Um, that's what's jumping out at me. I'm, I'm sure. No, Nigel, I think I think that's great. You know, I think you, what you've talked about are both monetary and non-monetary, right? So, um, you know, the non-monetary, you know, as you talked about the advocate, you've talked about recognitions, uh, whether it be birthday cards, etc. Just, um, you know, being insightful into, you know. Um, um, bonus referrals, uh, the newsletter, which I thought is a great idea, you know, for caregivers can read what's really happening. Um, I love this whole, you know, the ability to care for them in, during hardships, the, you know, what we refer to as the Goodwill Committee. And, uh, you know, even very nuanced, you know, in terms of, you know, with the holiday parties, et cetera, making sure incorporating some of their unique cultures in there. Um, I, think, I think that's really great. And, and, you know, and from the monetary perspective, and that's where I think it really jumped out at me you know, uh, this is a for-profit business, you know, really thinking through and saying, you know, the spend that you have on caregiver well-being, whether it being, you know, paying for overtime or, or the 401k benefits that you talked about, um, you know, it, it, it costs, there's a certain cost associated with it, but, but what it does do ultimately is, is you know, it serves your clients uh, in, 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 with the result that they get better outcome, better care, uh, better, you know, continuity of care uh, available there. And it just seems like the holistic sum um, of all of this really, you know, it really should translate into just better business overall. And, uh, you know, and, and would you say that you feel that from a business, at the end of the day, you feel that, you know, the business prospers as a result of really keeping um, these folks front and center? Absolutely. I mean, if you want to do it even, think about it, Financially, if you're a, a CFO who's listening to this, so you think about the cost of of advertising for those that have to advertise, phone screening, interviewing, reference checking, background checking, yeah. orienting, labor time, getting them up, getting them on board. By the time, and then not just okay, great, we have someone hired. Then you know, it takes managerial time to train, and right. then it takes time to them to really understand your company culture, and so. I just think about all the dollars that companies companies spend that are having two thirds of their caregivers leaving in a year. Right, it's right. Extraordinary. I'm thinking, why not just invest that same money that you'd be spending having to get more and more people into keeping your people? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, Neil, that's very transformative thinking, and you know, in in, in some sense, I would say that also requires courageous insights and execution um, and, and clearly, you know, what, what you've put into practice, the culture that you've shaped, you know, is bearing results. You know, I think we have a wider audience, uh, you know, than just home care folks um, that listen to this podcast and, and connect via LinkedIn. You know, if you were to, to sort of, um, you know, give some advice for, for C-suite folks that want to really try and apply some of this and, and change the KPIs, change the two-third of people that leave and reduce that what are some of the things that you would you you would share with them to say you know what these might be low hanging fruits that you might want to consider uh, even as you enter into 2019 right and and i think i would i guess i'd first focus on the non monetary things that i had mentioned right and having having a a weekly or monthly or whatever they want to do forum for the care the cnas gnas to get together 
and having and, and, and sincere. It's got to be sincere. They've got to really feel like they have a voice. And even that alone, even having even setting up the meeting, is going right. to send a message. And then having a meeting, and then having discussions about it, and then having taking what came from that first meeting to the second. You know, you meet a month later, and you you know get back to them about certain things that were brought up. I, I mean, there's just there's so many non-monetary things that it's it, but it's about the culture. And right. it's, I find, I, well, I don't know, sometimes it's, I, I get frustrated with the hypocrisy about the elder care industry speaking about how important the, the age and the caregivers and the CNAs are, but just not backing it up. And, and just as a human being, like you just listen to what they have to say, and then if you can incorporate into your business practice, some you can and some you can't. But again, right. you tell them why, no. So that, again, the... I mentioned some of these meet and greets, and you send birthday cards, and I mean that's, these are nominal expenses. Um, and and then and then after you've done all those, your culture hopefully will shift, and then you can look to see which of those things that I spoke to that may connect on the financial side. It may not be right. all of them, certainly not all of them all at one time. But as time goes on, you can you see when you're saving a lot of money from not having so much turnover that you're able to then invest even more money into the caregivers. Yeah, Neil. Thank you. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know this is this is a, a, a real issue uh, for our space, for our industry. And uh, you know, I think what you've accomplished is, as I said, tremendous. Um, and and there are you know nuggets of real insightful, actionable um, things that that providers can 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 really use. And um, you know, again, just Neil, thank you for for taking time to share this with us. Uh, I know you're, you're, you've been uh, clients of ours for, for a while, and again, it was a pleasure meeting you. And I, I know behind the scenes we're working on trying to get you some of the other things uh, to continue to enhance you know, value to your business. So uh, I certainly appreciate um, the time. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for asking. I think it's an important voice that's not always heard, and I'm glad that you even choosing this as a topic because I clearly feel so passionate about it. Hey, Doc, uh, back to you. Well, thank you, Naveen, and thank you, Neil. Uh, that was a very inspiring uh, lesson today. And that concludes our episode for today of the Matrix Care Podcast. We thank you for listening. We hope you'll visit us at matrixcare.com for more information about our products and services. And give us feedback on iTunes to let us know everything from how to improve the podcast to future topics you'd like to have discussed. On behalf of Matrix Care and Naveen and Neil, our guests today, thanks for listening. Hope to have you back for another episode of the Matrix Care Podcast.